0: We now continue with part two of the interview. So, you know, as we've been talking about, uh, I've been fortunate enough to see you perform, not just on your own, but, uh, also recently I got to see you perform in a, in a group as well with like these other awesome female musicians and artists. So do you prefer to play music individually or would you rather collaborate in a band in general?
1: It just depends. I go through my seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, a little more freedom when you're doing it on your own.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But then it also creates its own thing that you can't do on your own. That's true. So there's also a freedom in that as well, where it opens you up to different things that you wouldn't have thought to do. Mm-hmm. And takes you in a completely different direction. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Enjoy both of them. That's why I like doing the open mics. Yes. And the freestyling thing. It gives me a chance to collaborate. Mm -hmm. But I can still then kind of control, like, also performing by myself if I'm Mm -hmm. in the mood to say, okay, my turn now. Bye, everybody. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Done and done. Give me that
1: mic and here, thank you. (laughs) You had your turn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, which I do have to do sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, okay, guys, we got to learn a little mic etiquette. Mm -hmm. Do not grab the mic out of my hands, please. Never. That is not very nice. I will... You will be banned. No, it's kidding.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> so similar sort of rules in uh, karaoke as well when I was hosting. So, yeah, I understand that. Um, of all the songs that you have in your repertoire, which one is your favorite to perform?
1: Hmm. Um, goodness, I've been enjoying some doing some of my original stuff. Yeah. These days, which I will be recording soon, so you guys will be able to hear it, yeah, hopefully sooner exciting. than later, but blame game is a fun one that I really, really love to perform, mm-hmm. as well as a one that I wrote called "The Language I Speak," which is about about music mm-hmm. and kind of my love for it, so yeah, um I kind of that's kind of my a prayer for me in a sense. I almost like a ritual doing that song, okay, yeah, you know when I do, really just thinking about the the words and yeah. And kind of thinking music, you know, okay. for what it's brought to my life, so,
0: yeah, so it's not only like the music but the lyrics that really make it fun for you to perform,
1: yeah, absolutely,, mm-hmm. because words are powerful, oh yeah, I'm gonna spend that much time up there in front of people that I definitely I'm gonna be choosing songs that are saying something that I think i would that I would say,
0: mm-hmm. you know, so yeah.
1: And I've definitely turned down opportunities to do certain things because I'm like, I wouldn't sing that.
0: Okay, yeah. Like, why
1: wouldn't you do these lyrics? I'm like, well, you guys are talking about something that makes me uncomfortable or I like it, but I might not be the right vocalist. Even though if I have the right voice for you, uh, yeah. the voice, like what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is not, that's not what I would say and doesn't represent me, so.
0: Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for you to know that about <clears throat> yourself, you know.
1: Well, it took a while.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, Mm-hmm. You learn Mhm.
0: Uh, do you have any favorite artists that you're listening to currently?
1: Um I just recently dug out some of my old records.
0: Oh, okay. So kind of doing a retrospective.
1: Yeah, they were in storage. Um and so I've been going through there and I've been what I've been listening to some Bowie.
0: Okay, classic.
1: Some Kid A, um Radiohead.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: And some like Rufus and Shaka Khan and my Sade records in there some <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald's yeah some Queen mm-hmm. Deep Purple like it's all over the place yeah kind of so I, I haven't really been listening to anything too current okay recently actually really I've been yeah kind of digging things out of the archives
0: what do you think kind of drew you back to some of those older more classic sounds
1: well I think really Especially after the fire That happened at my apartment yeah. A couple months ago
0: yeah.
1: what I, That I didn't lose certain things yeah. I had a bigger appreciation for it. And I'm like I have all these records And all these things are That's amazing And yeah. so I lost Both my MacBook Pros and, and the way that I would normally Listen to music
0: yeah.
1: So I'm like Oh well I have my record player And my speakers So instead of me playing it Through you know Something else Mm-hmm. then I'm I'm just gonna so but which is good you know because now I'm listening to to things that maybe I wouldn't have been listening to
0: yeah um I know like in my case um with my dad and my mom uh growing up my dad was the classic rocker so he introduced us to like the Beatles and Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin and um the Who mm-hmm. and my mom was more like the classic R&B so she would listen to The Temptations and the Motown and mm-hmm. um, the Commodores and the Carpenters yeah. so um like did you have the same kind of experience listening to that kind of music when you were growing up like yeah. what it, what kind of uh, different artists did you get from them
1: <clears throat> Yeah it was very different with my With both sides of the family. Yeah. My dad, the same thing. He's more of a rocker. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always like, you should be a rock singer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, He wants you to be Joan Jett.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pat Benatar or something, you know? Yeah. Actually, I would listen to a lot of Pat Benatar with my mom growing up. Um, Basha, like Oingo Boingo. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mari Carey, you know, Madonna. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wilson Phillips. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, got to hold on. Amy Grant. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Like, I remember just, like, uh, and then my dad, we would listen to a lot of rock, more like Led Zeppelin, Metallica. Okay. But then I remember listening to, like, Phantom of the Opera mm. with him. Okay. As well. And my mom as well, too. So we would, you know, so I always, I grew up as well listening to a lot of musicals and The Sound of yeah. Music. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Phantom was, was one of my favorites yeah. growing up, but... So yeah, definitely both sides of the family were Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. had different uh, types of music that they they were into. So I had a nice mix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to take this this moment here to, you know, like we talked about at the beginning and you've kind of been hinting at throughout, but I want to give you now this time to kind of just speak freely. You Mm -hmm. know, music is definitely not your only creative form of expression. So... um, what other kind of ways do you like to express yourself creatively?
1: Art, uh, visual art. I mm-hmm. love to paint. Okay. So that's something I actually, I can't really go into detail, but. Oh, okay. That there is some visual art aspects that I really get to focus on for the mu- this musical that I'm writing. Oh, it's okay. Called, it's actually called Brush of Sound. There you go. So that's Ooh, a, I like that
0: play on the thank senses. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah. So
1: that's a big part of that is tapping into both sides of that creative those creative parts of myself mm-hmm. and saying, you know, there is room for, for both. Mm-hmm. I can do both, yeah. both inspire each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, i it's been something that I've thought about ever since I was younger, you know, ever since I was a little girl, really, is how do I do both? Yeah. And I finally feel like I'm at the place, you know, to do that. So, and then with that, um, creatively, I'm, I'm getting to, to write, I'm getting to, um, also, fashion is a big way uh-huh. that I like to express myself. Okay. And dance. You know, yeah. I used was, like, captain my dance team in high school, which was, uh-huh. like, ages ago. Now I feel but But so those things, expressing myself <clears throat> through my body and the way that you look, I've kind of taken the focus away from that more towards the singing and who, who I am as a person. Now I'm getting back into, like, going through my stuff and, like, oh, man, I forgot about these jeans <laughs> and this and that. Yeah. And really, like, trying to take the time to to uh, spoil myself okay. a little bit more take the time to like get a little snazzy before I <laughs> before I go out and express yeah. myself through fashion yeah um, because I, th- I think that's going to be a big part of mm-hmm. of what I'm pushing with this musical too it's yeah. also the visual yes the visual thing so I'm kind of like becoming
0: that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that part that yeah so like when it comes to the painting like do you have do you do like um, still life do you do landscapes or do you kind of just do more abstract sort of stuff or
1: i do well i mostly paint in acrylic um one of my favorite pieces that actually won a first place ribbon at the delmar fair two years ago uh, is the inside of a piano oh it's called touch me she's like five feet by seven feet and she's and it's just the piano keys
0: okay yeah.
1: But from an upright piano, an older piano that had been sitting in this garage mm-hmm. that I had inherited and that I had to leave, but I'd had mm. many fond memories with her, and yeah. I just had this canvas for so long, I was I couldn't figure out what to paint. It was really intimidating, such a large space. And finally, one day, I found this picture that I'd taken. I said, "Ah, that's it."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, and so, but with that comes like a repetition because like the shapes of it. So yeah. when I entered it in the fair, I entered in in non-re- non-representational, okay. which means you can't necessarily identify it as something I because see. half the people would never be able to figure out what it was. They'd just stare and go, what is that? And then someone would walk up and go, it's inside of a piano. <laughs> and I was like, huh, you know, if you're not in, that in, close to music, you don't That's know true. what that yeah. looks like, so it looks like something abstract. So I, wow. I started trying to think about other ways that I could do that mm-hmm. with other instruments and focusing on more intricate parts of them. Yeah. Like, close up, but on a larger scale. So I'm working on, on some random things, but I'm just kind of filling my time right now with, like, random commissions, like doing dog portraits or, you <laughs> okay. know. Yeah. Like, I just did a dog portrait for my friend. Nice. I've actually seemed to do more dog portraits, <laughs> actually, than, like, anything else. Yeah. People are like, oh, can you paint my dog? I'm like, Sure,
0: sure yeah. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: so. But... <laughs> nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then how about when it comes to dance then? like, Do you have a specific style of dance that you like to do more than others? Like interpretive or jazz or classical?
1: Hip-hop was always my Hip-hop. thing. But, you know, I, I'm so far out of the loop really with dance, I feel. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, right after I graduated, I got hit by a drunk driver. And, and mm. I was recovering for some time. Gosh. And so, you know, I was really lucky, but still. it, it And I feel I'm feeling things in my body now. Wow. You know, from that to well, where... These years
0: later, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And so I also kind of went through a depression after that. Well, yeah. They kind of had me drugged up, and I was, like, just thinking really <sighs> negative thoughts, and I was like, you know, I don't want to be on this anymore. Um, but then I was so kind of out of touch then from dance, and, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was going to Cal State San Marcos at the time, and they didn't even have a dance program then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I transferred to Palomar and started doing dance there, but I wasn't mm-hmm. connecting Okay. the way that I was and I started for once to actually think about what I was doing and worrying about if I look stupid and that was a part of myself that I didn't like I see you know what I mean where I was yeah. like I I don't like that because mm-hmm. who cares like as long as it feels good but because I could feel my body because I had gotten out of shape or I was it was hurting me mm-hmm. it was just it was harder to get back into because I couldn't keep up like I used to yeah. and so I just kind of quit.
0: Wow. Yeah. So,
1: but I was talking to my sister about it the other day. She's like, you used to get down. Like, what happened? I'm like, I know. So I've been making it a point to go out dancing more. That's and in good. my room, I've been, like, dancing around my room, <laughs> just doing shit, like, stretching yeah. and, and you know, and, like, doing my dance stretches and, and breathing and, and trying to get in touch back with my body again because there's going to be some movement in this musical. And I want to make sure that I'm that I'm prepared, so I'm getting, like, a, a running head
0: start. <laughs> I love that, though, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, like before we continue moving on, like, you've been through, like, so much crazy stuff that, <laughs> like, would have, like, would have like, yeah. made probably a, maybe, not, like, a lesser person, but just, like, it's very hard to, to like, imagine being able to continue to move forward from that and to stay yeah. positive in the continue to pursue your art. So what what's kept you going through all that crazy stuff? Family. Yeah.
1: You know, family and um I don't know. There's just always been this like driving force in me. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes it feels like it's not even of me. Yeah. You know, but that I have this that this purpose of I don't know. I just so I Family's like definitely helped, but that's always been there to kind of help to help push me yeah. you know sometimes we can't, we don't always listen to the people around us that love us the most. we kind of push them away that's true so it's like at least I know now if it's like i I know in my gut if I need to move move forward, and then family being there that helps to kind yes. of push you yeah. and to pull you out of it, but yeah, but I'm lucky to have my outlet, I'm lucky to have my music to where I mm-hmm. feel. You know, that's that's really shown me kind of what true love is for me. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that it doesn't really ask for anything back. It's wow. the only thing in my life that really has it. And if I always put time and if I work hard and I practice and I care for it, it always shows up for me.
0: Yeah.
1: It always gets better.
0: Yeah. If you
1: keep practicing, you're not going to get worse. Yeah. Unless maybe you're learning the wrong technique or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you have the right tools. Mm-hmm. And you put you're always gonna get better, yeah. and people it's not like that with people. Mm-hmm. So no, that's true. So love yeah. is I've kind of learned that through music, this <sighs> unconditional thing where it's always kind of been there for me, and so I don't want to take that for granted anymore because mm-hmm. I feel like I have a special gift and and um and I I want to acknowledge that and I want to I want to share that you yeah. Know?
0: yeah
1: so wow
0: yeah that's a beautiful sentiment yeah, yeah but. You know, usually on the show, we're talking with uh, uh, our fellow castmates, um, people that have been in the TV shows. So we usually talk about movies, TV, kind of that okay. uh, visual field of entertainment. So kind of along those lines, uh, do you have any favorite soundtracks or composers?
1: Yes. Actually, yeah? I was talking about this today. Okay. Um, Danny Elfman. I
0: was going to say Danny Elfman's my favorite.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and I mentioned Oingo Boingo earlier. Um, uh-huh. and, but just like, yeah, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And, mm-hmm. all, and every Tim Burton soundtrack, yeah. as you're well aware of, yes. Danny Elfman has produced. So yeah. he would definitely be... We were talking about who would we want to work with. Ah, okay. I would, t- and today, my roommate and I. And I said, Danny Elfman mm-hmm. would be amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, off the top of my head, like, that would be... Oh, be yeah. my answer for someone that works in film and, and, and scores music. but
0: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It makes total sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, the liveliness, but also like the somberness of that music too. Like it really is a very uh, evocative uh, emotionally for sure. So I think that's what makes him such a good pair for Tim Burton. Yeah.
1: You know, and I really so. secretly like that Well, cat's out the bag now, but <laughs> that dark stuff. Like I'm kind yeah. of like the dark ethereal.
0: Me too. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm kind of uh, impacts you in a different sort of way. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Music like that always tends to reach me more.
0: hmm It's mm-hmm. things
1: that make me feel emotional or sad. And that's mostly kind of the stuff I write, too. I don't really write as happy stuff. I'm not inspired as much. And actually, that's why I do freestyle, because when I'm freestyling, that's the one time I'm like, it might not be sad. It might just be yeah. BSing, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But like most of my songs, they're always about trying to persevere or work through something or struggling mm-hmm. or being angry or hurt you know so but i like his music like that because it's enchanting it kind of takes you
0: that's a good word for it to another place (laughs) yeah yeah you know for sure yeah so like when you're watching um a film or a show is that something that you kind of maybe not even subconsciously maybe subconsciously you're paying attention to the music
1: yeah yeah actually yeah today too we were watching (laughs) we were watching some snoop um some snoop videos um (laughs) okay And I forget which one is, um, sippin' on din and do, at the beginning, where, like, (laughs) his parents are going to leave and he's just waking up. The music in the background was just this really smooth, cool, like, jazz. Yeah. And I'd never noticed it before, and I was like, man, that music in the background right now, (laughs) though. And they're like, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And I, you know, I do. I notice those, I notice those things. That that gets me interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Keeps me there. Yes. For sure. But, but the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, perfect soundtrack. They, I mean, that soundtrack. soundtrack right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I remember right after going, where, what, who, who's on the soundtrack? Like, can <laughs> yeah. I get a, call? you know, so.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere that that was like, like a big part of their whole marketing campaign was I'm just sure. the soundtrack itself, like to and- kind of get you in the, the mm-hmm. retrospective '80s '80s moods. So well, it's 70s, yeah, it 80s. does. You
1: said mood. It sets a mood, mm-hmm. and a big part of that whole like plot or that script with him yeah. is being attached to that those headphones. Yes. And those yeah. songs, that was all that he kind of had left. Yeah. Of the memories of that. So it was able to bring him back to that place. And he, he kind of felt lost when he lost that. Mm-hmm. You know, but that does, yeah, it sets the tone. I think for a lot of music or movies, it creates a mood. Yeah. So yeah, have you ever watched them without? Like I've watched friends score for movies and watching oh. it where
0: oh. it's yeah. only
1: them talking and they're writing the music around it. It's a trip.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm.
1: interesting. Wow, yeah. what a talent that is, you know, so.
0: Oh, yeah. But. I was just uh, watching, uh, I think it's over there, uh, The Holiday, mm. where it has like Jack Black as like a music composer. And, yeah. Yeah, same thing, sort of seeing him kind of like feel out the words and the conversation and mm-hmm. and being able to kind of go from there and figure out what would... Uh, Make this moment even more emotional mm-hmm. and more impactful. So,
1: and there's certain notes that, yeah, you know, that you play that do that for you
0: certain chords, I bet, certain yeah. structures.
1: Well, actually, going back to what you asked me earlier about theory, like oh, how yeah. does it helped me? I used to go and ask my piano teacher, Can you teach me how to play something that makes me feel like this? Wow, okay. And she said that right before she passed away, she told me, She goes, You know, I have a confession to make when you first came to me and you had said. This is how I want to be taught. I kind of told her that. Was, it's kind of ballsy. But I said, yeah. I already kind of know some of this and that. And I don't want to go over. I am I'm, I want to learn this. Uh-huh. And she goes, I thought you were going to be a disaster. Oh, my God. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I kind of laughed. Oh, wow. And she goes, but you end up being one of my favorite students. Wow. Because I would come back and she would teach me these things. And I'd come back and I'd say I wrote the song and... And she'd wake up and she's like, I would wake up with your melodies like haunting me. like You know, but I was writing really dark stuff. And and she was teaching me your major, you know, keys and progressions and stuff. But for some reason I would always find my way back to these weird, dark, diminished chords. And she's like, where did you learn that? I'm like, I don't know, my fingers just would go there. You yeah. know, so once I realized what I was doing, then I was able to control more what I was writing. So that's how the theory worked. Whereas, like, I kind of was doing it already, and then I learned the rules. Then yeah. you learn to break them again. So you mm-hmm. learn to like, ah, uh, you know, there's a pattern here. It's like mathematical. You know, it really
0: is, isn't it? Yeah, it sure mm-hmm. it is.
1: Absolutely is. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I'd like to get to dive more into theory. Like, I'd love to go back again and study, really study, study music. Maybe maybe someday. Yeah, it's not too late. But, yeah, no, no. it really isn't. Everyone says, "Oh, it's too late to do this." No, it's really not. As long yeah. as you're alive and you're breathing, and you'll figure it out if
0: it's something that you really want. Exactly. You just gotta. You just gotta want it, right? Yes. Um, we were also talking about this a little bit earlier. You know. I've noticed that a lot of the more memorable live music acts are not just like you were saying they're not just talented musicians, but they're also fun and entertaining performers as well. Uh So do you feel like being able to perform is an important factor in being a successful musician?
1: It depends on what type of musician you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because you could be a studio in the studio and just be a ah, okay. session drummer. Gotcha. And be a really great musician, mm-hmm. but you just don't perform well live. And there are people that are like that. So, I don't think to be a good performer you have to be a good musician. You know? Yeah. Um but which is kind of tricky too because <laughs> your performance is like what makes you a good performer? So you have to be a good performer to be a good musician. If that yeah. makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I. Sometimes though, even some of the the ones that aren't the best, even like vocalists, like Bob Dylan or Johnny Cash, they might not be the best vocalists, but they're just really good musicians. <laughs> yeah. They're just are you know they just, they just sell it. Yeah. They just they believe it, mm-hmm. and there's something really endearing about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: where it's annoying if you might be the best musician, but you just <laughs> really don't know how to perform well and you're boring to watch.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know,
1: then... So, yeah, performance is definitely, definitely important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having mm-hmm. stage presence. And you know when somebody does.
0: Oh, absolutely. You're like, oh, yeah. okay.
1: You hear the record, you see them, and you're like, that doesn't that doesn't translate. Yeah. So, And I think a lot of people are kind of either or. I think people have trouble with, you know doing that but going back and forth but
0: yeah i think it's definitely challenging to be able to do both well you Mm -hmm. know so that's why when i see people like yourself or other like musicians that not only can play their music well and sing their songs well but can also you know make it Mm -hmm. fun and exciting to watch like you know that definitely adds a different element to it and it It makes you want to stay you want to see a little bit more you know
1: oh thank you yeah i finally feel like i'm doing that you know i've struggled with that for a while Mm because i was really shy for a long time i can't even believe that (laughs) it's true though so i had to really fight to to get there i I really you know yeah took me a long time to come out of my shell i'm very open with a lot of things but that's a really personal oh yeah I'm very sensitive, you know, so mm-hmm. especially with my original stuff. That's what I was gonna say, yeah. It it is. So it's fun when you see people connecting with your original stuff. Oh, I bet, yeah. As well. And Probably I've validating I've, as well. Mm-hmm. I started learning covers so people would get interested. Just to kinda of help. They would them win in. them over. Mm-hmm. And then I play an original.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know.
1: And then hope that that's I actually know I know now the ones that I do that I choose to play, like this is good enough, they're gonna like this. Yeah. By gauging like, oh, they like that. Okay, they're going to like this. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. You know,
1: but I've definitely learned to perform them all so differently over the years. (laughs) Because through time, you're like, this works and that doesn't. Or I'm tired of doing that. And maybe you hit a wrong chord on accident. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, I just wrote a whole nother part. And then you you start playing it like that. And it's a little more fun, you know.
0: Just roll with it. You just roll with it, man. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a cool thing. Performance is just an evolution. It just it continues to change.
0: I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh so, here's another fun one for you. What are oh. the three <laughs> What are the three most essential things to have with you when you're performing a gig?
1: Um
0: water. Okay. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah.
1: My guitar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Shoot, I don't know. I always, I always end up needing a new battery, like for my guitar, like a nine volt or something. Okay, so, so backup batteries. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean for me, really, I I'm just my, my guitar and and water, and uh, I could get by without a tuner if I have my phone. But you know, I hmm. only really need two: just water and my guitar. I don't even, I don't even need a mic. <laughs> I'll just sing. That's really <laughs> you. Loud. can project.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right, and then. Uh, uh what's the worst performance advice that you've received? Huh. And maybe it wasn't intentional obviously. Maybe they had the, the best intentions, but perform- they told you something and you're like, "Well, either like, like you tried to and it, it didn't you work." Like should do this. Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know. I can't even I can't even think of that off the top of my head. Can you ask me another question? Can we sure. come back to that? Yeah. I don't know.
0: What's no. uh Uh, What's the biggest mistake that you see new musicians frequently make?
1: New musicians frequently make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like what in the business sense or like when they're while they're actually performing.
0: I would say, yeah, let's go with more of the performance aspect of it.
1: I think mic etiquette is really Uh, big. mm -hmm. Learning how to hold your mic, learning how to pull back, Mm -hmm. learning how to dictate. Uh,
0: Enunciate.
1: Enunciate breath control. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, those are big things yeah. that I try to help with where I'm like, hey, pull back right here or
0: okay, or
1: do this or do that. Because that is it's how you work the mic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how you once you learn to work the mic, it sounds different if you're up close, That you can whisper oh, yeah. a little bit in this little area than if it's back here. So if you learn how to do those things, then all that does is enhance your performance because mm-hmm. then you can get up and get a little more personal like you're you know, whispering or something and then yeah. sing, but then not peak the microphone where everyone's yeah. like, okay,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. a little
1: much. So <laughs> yeah. I would say mic etiquette for sure. Okay. Don't put your lips on my mic and don't put your <laughs> hands around it. Like, too. yeah, please don't
0: come on. Yeah.
1: I try mm-hmm. to keep a separate mic at my open mics because if I have 20 I artists you. coming a in in night and I see them all slobbering on it, not oh, all of God. them guys, but some, you know, you don't realize it. Sometimes I hit my teeth. I'll be so into it that I like knock my teeth on the front of it and yeah. I like kind of snap out of it really quick. Yeah. That's always fun. Oh, fun. So we fun do time. it on accident but I try yeah. to avoid that.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a, a great note to end on there. So, yes. You know, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode, but do you have anything that you want to plug either social media or upcoming events oh, wow. or I mean, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out <laughs> for your musical, I'm sure. sure.
1: Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Miss Ash Foster's M I S S A S H F O S T E R. I kind of have been just using that as my main form of communication recently. Yeah. The really exciting thing for me this year is focusing on the Make Music Day festival, which is at Balboa Park on June twenty-first.
0: And this is going to be your second time doing it, right?
1: It'll be my third year, but third my year. second year directing the yes. entire festival. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to use this company as um, well it's just it's just a great tool and I'm learning mm-hmm. a lot from them and and connecting with some really cool companies in San Diego yeah. um, so so yeah just keep an eye out for that so for any venues that want to be involved and have musicians or any musicians that want to perform there is actually a make Music day app you can go there to the do. website makemusicday.org and you can find a bunch of information on it and if you're interested you can just email me directly and you can yeah. get involved and help me. You know, organize, collaborate, collaborate or perform or whatever. I love to do all sorts of stuff. I love to do live broadcast broadcasting.
0: Uh, Thank you again for your time. As a reminder, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music and Spotify. Just search for Skysoft and you'll find us there. So please make sure to subscribe to us on those platforms so you never miss an episode and rate and review us. And of course, for all things Skysoft, including full episodes, cast and show info, and other updates, be sure to check out SkysoftEntertainment.com. Once again, that's SkysoftEntertainment.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Daniel Andrade, reminding you that sometimes the greatest truths are found beyond the page.